we are in an active trauma. We can't even process what's happening. And this huge part of the world is saying, get to work, perform, yeah. be on time, have someone else pick up your kids. Why don't you have someone else pick up your kids? Why aren't you that privileged to like have that taken care of? Can we talk about that for a second? So, Hey, Beth here, just for a second to tell you why you are listening to this podcast that is seemingly out of nowhere and uh, who Amy, who that other person is talking, who is Amy Wood, um, and why I put this out instead of saying, hey guys, I'm back. So um, first, hey guys, I'm back. I had a baby nine months ago, and man, was it a rocky road getting back on track in terms of recording this podcast, but I love doing it, so I will be coming back with a new season very shortly. Uh, what you are listening to today is the second recording that I've done with my therapist and mom, not my therapist, but a therapist and my mom friend, Amy Wood. Um, and we are creating a podcast called The Mother Shit. Not ship, shit. Uh, she's a therapist. I'm a dietitian and fitness trainer. And we are going to talk about the challenges of parenthood of early, of young kids um, from the perspective of people that feel like they're supposed to know better because we have all of this education and wellness and we work with parents um, to help you guys all feel better. And so we thought, you know, we love um, hearing from each other. So we thought you might love hearing from us together. So what you are listening to today is a podcast episode where Amy and I are talking all about what is happening right now. Uh, deep winter of 2022. This year did not start off fun. It started off stressful. I don't know if it just did that for you as well, but if you would like to commiserate or hear some light laughter about how tough things have been lately, uh, listen in as we talk about all of the things about how to take care of yourself, your family, your job, um, and maintain your sanity when it's still really, 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 really hard to have young kids in this pandemic right now. All right, tune in. Our shit and like why we're even. I'm recording just in case. Anyway, this is a symptom of our shit and like why we even wanted to do this podcast. I mean, like, you know, like I was just so I was just reflecting on that, at the bizarreness and the unfairness and absurdity of just like how you and I, like we, we just keep taking the financial creative hit. Yep. As months. And yep. I was like, and you know, and it is a financial hit. Like, yes, we work for ourselves and we could not, but like, hit. it's a financial hit. We could be making so much more money right now. Yeah. Like if we, if we didn't have the, the stress and the worry or just the shuffling of our day, mm-hmm. Please. There's so much, there's just so much more that we could be creating. Yeah. Um, I've been hearing the term default parent. Like we're the default parent because we work for ourselves and because we're the mom. It falls. Yeah. Um, I found some like really fun, crafty, like feminist ways to try and dismantle that a little bit. Like uh, you'll see these on TikTok. There's a really great TikTok trend going on right now where it's like, what's your little, uh, what do they, how do they phrase it? Something like, um, like to the women out there, what's like your one little feminist flex that like you do in the world to like, continue to like, Ooh. Just, like yeah. And there's been so many fun shares and one mom shared, um, when she fills out the parents' emergency forms, she puts her husband's name and his contact information first Nice and only. So when the kid gets sick or there's an emergency, they're calling the husband, <laughs> not her. I was like, yeah. So the little things like that to dismantle the default parenting. Yeah. Um, I like that. I bet you they still call her sometimes. 
Yeah. And they probably do. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. When I'm plugging my headphones in, hang on. Um, man, are, are you in my ears? Am I in yours? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Well, we were saying earlier about uh, the, the gaslighting of this, of this pandemic and uh, the capitalistic gaslighting of like, yeah, we're, and as a therapist, a, bother, a therapist and a mom, it bothers me because yeah. we are in an active trauma. We can't even process what's happening. And this huge part of the world is saying, get to work, perform, yeah. be on time, have someone else pick up your kids. Why don't you have someone else pick up your kids? Why aren't you that privileged to like have that taken care of? Can we talk about that for a second? So yeah. by the way, I know we just started recording, but I'm into this conversation. I almost think we should just put this out now since it's so timely and then figure out the rest of our episodes. Okay. Um, but I want to talk for a second about the whole, like school ends at three. What? And then what? <laughs> like how, besides the pandemic, like, well, I guess this doesn't, isn't timely, but like, how are you supposed to stop work, go get your kids, situate them in their after-school program. If it's not at the school and then go back to work and like be done and then have dinner by five. Like what? Yeah. It doesn't make any so, sense. Not to mention when you, oh, wait till Camille is now in like, when she's like in a, like a school school, like yeah. K, K and up, they have half days uh-huh. and like all these weird different, you know, yeah. uh, schedules. And you're like, ha- or the recitals in the middle of the day where yeah. you're, ex- you're supposed to volunteer or show up with something. And you're like, how does this make sense for like a nine to five corporate parent? It doesn't, it okay. doesn't, I don't get it. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I want to rewind for a second. Talk about the trauma. Cause let me, can I just tell you about, I did have, we haven't talked and I have not told you about the last month of my life and how ridiculous it's been okay. and how I haven't processed it. And finally, last night I asked David, I was like, how you feeling? <laughs> because it's been so crazy. <laughs> <Let's look at laughs> this. Um, and so for, I would, I do want to just like get this out of our systems, post it up on, um, like post it on, uh, like post it on our podcast now and then worry about the other podcast episodes later. Cause I okay. think it's so timely. Okay. So we're recording this right now. It is February 1st or 3rd, 2022. Everybody, including you and me, I'm sure probably everyone listening to this has just been through the most hellish January of your entire lives. Yeah. Omicron, at least I did. It was like a dark black hole. Like Omicron just like whooshed in to our lives on January 6th and like still is kind of here because my husband has not yet gotten it. Um, somebody was calling it cascading, um, cascading positives. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let me tell you, okay. January, and this is me processing my trauma from last month. Okay. Yeah, January, sure. January 6th or something like that. It was a Thursday. Um, I should know. Cause that's a date that we should, that we all know now. Um, maybe it was a seventh. I don't remember, but we, Camille comes home from daycare or no, Wednesday, she comes home Thursday morning. We get a text. One of the kids at daycare has COVID. So we've got a quarantine test on day five. So I was really paranoid and I tested her on day five. I tested her on Sunday. Cause I didn't want to wait. She had COVID. So then me and so we're all stuck in the house and the baby because he's been exposed and we're all in the house and we're like, you know what? She's got it. We're just going to like, we're not going to worry about separating. We started to quarantine with another daycare family, but then their kids tested negative. We had this like beautiful plan of like swapping childcare, like getting our work done, not screwing my entire schedule. Like I had this whole plan of getting back to work. Well, I had a plan of getting back to work in December. That's when Andre was supposed to start daycare. And then December holidays, everything fell apart didn't go to daycare barely at all. Then January, I'm excited. I'm like, talk, I'm, I got started with my business coach mentor again. I was like, okay, this is the month I'm going to have this. Here's my schedule. I made my time blocking. It was New beautiful. Year. <laughs> New year, ready to go. Andre's in daycare. Here's my schedule. Five days in 
hit sideways. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm the default parent. Like I work for myself. Yes, we'll make less money, but like I can make this work. Um, so burnt out from the last two years of trying to make it work. Um, when the pandemic first hit with Camille, it was like, I worked during her nap time. I'd work before he, my husband started work. I'd work after work. And this time I was like, I'm not doing that. Like I'm too tired. I can't like, I'm not doing that this time. I also didn't do all the little things I did at the beginning. I don't, do you remember this when we were all like, Oh, download this education thing for your kid. Go <laughs> to the zoo. Here's a printable. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, yeah. I laugh at that. Like I laugh at the sourdough bread. Yeah. 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 So like F that, I forgot all of it. I was like, I don't know. Here's an app on the iPad to play like kind of educational games. And like, I don't know. So, you know, we get like, it's like, we're slogging through it. We get through the first week. Then my husband is a big Cowboys fan. You remember this. Um, the Cowboys are in the, um, is it the playoffs? Yeah. They lose in a very heartbreaking way. He is very upset. He drank too much while he's watching the game. He takes a walk to burn off steam. It happens to be ice outside for like that hour. Slips, falls, thinks he tore his MCL, like goes to the doctor, is on crutches for a week. They think his MCL is torn. He has to go get an MRI. Um, So he's on crutches. He can't walk. He can't move. It's like the second entire week of all of us being home. He's incapable of helping parent besides just using his voice. (laughs) Oh no. Yes. It sounds about right, right? Like yes. this is like I'm just for for the viewers out there, I'm just like nodding my head. <laughs> like honestly, like this all checks out. Like already I was he was not like already he was working and I was default parenting. Now I'm like 100% default parenting. And he now I'm taking care of him a little bit on the side. Taking care of him, also doing all the laundry, which thank God he usually does, shoveling the snow, taking out the trash, like all the things that he usually does. Um and like, it was also very funny and cute that like, we noticed how much stuff he does do around the house because it all fell apart. <laughs> like nobody took the mail in for a week. That's a silver um, lining. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I appreciate you now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so he, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So it was just like all the things. And then finally we're like, okay, it's clear to go back to daycare. According to the dot, the pediatrician and according to daycare, I'm even allowed to send the baby back to daycare. I, I felt like that didn't make any sense. Cause what if he got it from Camille? Like it was a 11 I mean, day quarantine. A lot of this doesn't make sense. A lot. Yes. Yes. There's so much contradiction. Like, yes. Swimming out there. Constantly. We got three Everybody. different pieces of advice from the pediatrician, yeah. like three different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I gave him an extra PCR that Wednesday just to like have a clear conscience, sending him back to daycare. He was negative, sent him back to daycare on Thursday and Friday. And then that Friday night is when I was like, "Mm, am I sick? I don't know. Took a test negative Saturday. Am I sick? I don't know. Took a test negative. Thought I had a cold. This I already told you was having a sleepover at my sister's house, like hugging up on all of them and still but getting negative. So I assumed I was just like, so burnt out from being the only person Right. You're coming off of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is because like David's been unable to be a help and I've been like carrying both kids because they both want to get picked up all the time still. Right. And like physical and mental burnout. Yes. So I was like, this is why I just have a cold. I just have like a mom cold from being a mom, a burnt out mom. And then the next day I find out someone else from daycare had, has like, hadn't gone back, but had COVID. So I was like, you know what? All right. Let me just, um, test myself and I tested myself again and I had COVID. And so I called daycare and they were like, can you test the baby? So I had to wake him up from his sleep on Sunday night, test him. He was positive. 
So then I have the guilt of, of now there's a couple of kids left at daycare who haven't gotten COVID yet. Now they have to stay home for three extra days to get themselves tested to make sure. So now their parents are all screwed because, you know, again, and this is like not my fault, but at my fault, you know, like we were the ones, even though it's a crazy pandemic. So then there's yeah. the guilt, the mental load of that guilt. Then there's my husband um, finally feels like he can start walking again. And then I get hit upside the head and flipped upside down by COVID. I got hit so hard. I'm vaccinated and boosted, knocked off my ass, laying in bed for two straight days, could not even watch TV, could not even read my phone. It was just like a, like sitting there wishing that I could just sleep through all of it. Um, and then on Wednesday, my husband had to start working again. And I was like, had to be on kid duty again. Um, with COVID? With COVID, but I was better, but I wasn't, I wasn't. So, right. You needed more time. Yeah. And we, and we had decided, we had decided like, let's, and this was funny. Cause like, if he was sick, he would just go sleep and be sick. Right. But we talked about it and I, he was like, should I take off work or how can you? And I was like, you know what? I think I feel really guilty telling you to take off work, but I think you should, because I think I need to rest so that, um, if you get hit, I'm better. So like, I should sleep as much as I can right now so that I can be there for the kids when you get sick. Smart. Smart, but also like, would we have done that if he got sick or would he have just gone to bed? <laughs> well, you know what I would, you know, <laughs> but that's right. That's like just that question. And you know, I love Dave. So sorry, Dave, but like, and they, they all do this. Mine does mm-hmm. they all do this. The, should I take off of work? What a mom needs is I'm taking off of work. Yes. You have to work. You lay down. I've already called my boss done. Right. Like Instacart's on its way. Yes, yeah. I'm all, I'm all first world problems and examples, but correct. Like yeah. it, it, I think the the biggest message I could send to like advocates and, and friends of moms is like, don't ask us, just tell us. Yeah. I'm coming to help you. Yes, because we'll I'm, say no. Yeah. We will Which say by no. the way, I actually pulled with you and you never answered me. Just side complaint. I texted you and you got COVID and I was like, I'm sending DoorDash. What do you want? And oh you god, just, I don't remember. <laughs> right. You were probably. I mean, yeah, it's probably unfair of me to throw that at you, but I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm being such a good mom friend. Cause I'm like, yes. I'm something. what do you want? And I was like, oh, oh, that would, yes. And then I found something shiny and forgot to follow up, but of course. Yes. Yeah. But, well, that's but, the other yeah, thing is like, we try to help each other and then we forget. Like <laughs> right. we're, we're, we're putting out our own fires. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you said something earlier about, and I, this might've been before we were recording, but you were like, yeah, it's so, it's so crazy how, how, um, how hard I got hit by COVID. But then yeah. as we started recording, you're telling me about the two weeks before Prior. you got COVID, your body was already weak. Your yeah. body yeah. was already overloaded by carrying literally everybody. Mm-hmm. And so that might be why, like doctors, nurses out there, practitioners, like, <laughs> please check me. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, like, uh, I, I asked a doctor once, like, why do my colds last longer? Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, you don't really get to rest anymore. Like yeah. you're always on. And so your body needs longer time to recover. So yeah. I kind of throw that in there. Right. That like, I think so. I do. I think you're onto something Yeah. because I was so depleted. And then I was thinking like, mm-hmm. man, I'm a dietitian. My entire business is about helping, you know, and fitness trainer, my entire business is about helping moms and parents feel less unhealthy and feel healthier and take care of themselves. So I did, there were a few little things in there where I was like, I will try to rest and not feel guilty. And I will take vitamins <laughs> and I will try to drink as much tea as I possibly can <laughs> chug. Um, but, 
but yeah, it's like too little too late, which I also know. Cause that's my entire business too, is like, take care of yourself while you can, because there's, you're going to hit a wall and we don't want you to hit that wall. And this, right. I hit that wall. COVID slammed me into that wall and then picked me up and slammed me into it again. <laughs> Would you, do you have any advice for someone like me who is in similar shoes, right? Like mm-hmm. doing the mom thing, doing the business thing, trying to just stay above water. And I haven't gotten COVID yet. Yeah. Like, is there anything like you could have, would have, should have, should have, should have? Um, it's so hard because sometimes with, there's just so many things that you have to do to take care of yourself and take care of others. And sometimes like when shit hits the fan, like when your husband's on crutches and your kids are quarantined at home, like there's only so much you can do. So part of it is like, if you do finally get sick, take, tell someone else to take the kids, like, yeah make them. So like rest when you do get hit, but I do wish that I had, yeah, I do wish I was taking vitamins because I had run out and hadn't replaced them. Of course, even though like when my kids run out, I replace them. Um, I have a fun confession. Yeah. You can tell me as a dietitian, really, it's no point, Amy. Um, the vitamin that I give Sebastian, Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, I think it's like recommend I'll run it by you to make sure it's a good one. Um, in the morning, just, um, I give him one and I take one. (laughs) Like I mean, that's fine, but it's not enough, but, but no, I, I know it's not enough. Yeah. It's just my way to be like, it's something. something. Yeah. I'm not like, cool. I've checked it off the list. Yeah. Like I'm totally taken care of, but I'm kind of like, well, he's taking one. I might as well take one. Like this is something. Yeah. But we can I edit this think, part out. No, no, no. I, I actually think that's that fine. Shit. No, I think that's fine actually, because like normally I tell people vitamins, like the research about them is not, is very confusing because people who take vitamins are also people that generally try to live healthier lives. So when you do research on, on the effect, it's it's hard to really figure out um, if vitamins are actually helpful. And there's a lot of people that say they're not actually doing anything and eating a balanced diet is enough. I think, I think that's probably usually true, but I think when you're a rundown parent of young kids and you are just not able to like sleep enough and what I think then maybe vitamins are helpful. So, right. So even though they, yeah. I, I now take, I'm like, I can probably admit I do take omega three Yes. and I do a monthly B12 shot, which by the way is really affordable with insurance. It's cheaper than like taking your kids to Starbucks. Nice. It costs me $20 to get a B12 shot. Did you get, were you B12 deficient? Yes. According okay. to my, uh, like I, I'm seeing like an integrative specialist. Oh, cool. So that, was, oh. that was her regimen. So I, okay. I get but it's crazy how affordable it is. Like, I, And it probably gives you energy. Yeah. Yeah. So like the first time I was like, if it's placebo, I don't care. Like I felt mm-hmm. good. And the second time I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if this is working, but again, we're so already behind the ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, I probably would feel more depleted. I'm just not feeling like a marathon runner or something. You know what I mean? I'm not just yeah. feeling like I could like, you know, like, woo. Yeah. Ready to forever, right? Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So B vitamins can definitely give you energy. And I all, I do like telling people to take B complex, um, when they are taking vitamins. So that's probably something like I could take now as I'm recovering from COVID. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I think, I think there is a place for them when you're just not able to eat your healthy balanced diet the way you want to. Like I, you know, I think I, as a dietitian for over a decade now, like I default to making sure there's vegetables and making sure we're eating healthily, but I'll bet you that I was not doing a great job at that 
during that week that we were all home and quarantined. Um, I cannot remember anymore, but I'll bet you that I was like a little bit depleted in my nutrition um, and definitely in my sleep and definitely in my psyche. Um, also interesting point about your uh, vitamins though, is like, you can get your doctor to prescribe you multivitamins, especially when I was pregnant, you, I always had the prescription ones and that way it's more affordable. Um, so yeah. Um, But you're saying like the number one script, if you could write it would be accepting and getting help. Yeah. Yes. Getting time to rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can't push through. I mean, you definitely can't push through COVID if you're going to get symptoms. And let me tell you now, every time I hear of somebody that like, cause I'm vaccinated and boosted it. And I'm like, also trying like, to live a healthy oh. life. And I was like, Hey, so now whenever I hear someone that just had little symptoms, I'm like insanely jealous. <laughs> They're minimal symptoms. So hopefully, you know, hopefully if you get it, you don't get hit hard. Um, but whoosh, it is a weird, weird thing. Um, but anyway, the whole reason we dove into that story was I wanted to talk about, we want to talk about the trauma of becoming the default parent and how hard that is. And this, we started, we hadn't been recording yet, but we started by talking about how both of us work for ourselves, which as we talked about earlier, has its nice silver linings. Like you can like go do things that your kid needs to get done in the middle of the day and you can shift your schedule around, but you can shift your schedule around. You can shift your schedule <laughs> and not, your and flexibility, not but your flexibility. <laughs> yeah. And because our personalities are also, I will, I will be there for my kids. They need me run to them. I will help them. I will do what I can. It's easy to push off work, mm-hmm. even if you shouldn't or can't. Probably the number one phrase that gets, that gets said in my household a lot is like, well, like technically I can do it, but, or like technically, well, like, yeah, there's work I could do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, well, are you free to do it? Well, like define free. What is right. free? Do it. There's a hit being taken or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and my husband says the same, you know, he says it too, but it's, it's a little different because, you know, I yeah. don't answer to anybody. <laughs> right. 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 Like you can definally disappear and not. Yeah. Um, yeah. We and also, like, yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, like he can take the time off and still get a paycheck. Right. And, and, and this is what I wonder, right? Like we both do this. I mean, I'll just own it for me. I do this a lot with his job. I feel, I, I say to myself, I have more of the flexibility and freedom. He needs to f- buckle down more and do the mm-hmm. work because there is someone checking on him. We don't want him to make a fire, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I can't tell like chicken or the egg, or I can't tell like how much of that is like, I'm sorry to sound like super fem- feminist, but like how much of that is like patriarchy, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, how much is of that is like conditioned in my head to be like, no, no, I have to support him and make sure he has time. <sighs> and how much is that just like realistic, you know, of our representative of our setup that like, I do have this more flexible setup that I've created versus, you know, he's in like a nine to five corporate job. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It does make sense to me. Like you're how much does, how much are we just following the roles that we think we need to be in versus can he actually take time away and go do things? Yes. And like, and this would be a good question. Maybe we need some, like a, a, a woman or a mom or a parent that works in the court, that is the primary caregiver that works in the corporate realm to come on here one day and talk to us about like what that is like, um, yeah. in terms of like, yeah. if you both are corporate, what happens? Um, Well, one thing I hear from a lot of parents uh, that do that both work corporate jobs, they just play this. And like, let's say it's a kid that's homesick or a kid that's home mm -hmm. and go to daycare. They play this game of just like, okay, who has the more important call? And they just Mm -hmm. keep swapping 
yeah the kid and they the these these poor parents uh, just keep <laughs> taking I have seen that too kids. Oh, so it's just gosh. like well, what time's your call okay I'll take him and then you do that call and then we'll swap or oh my god we both have calls and it's and yeah so we're all hit we're all suffering and struggling and this is what we were talking about before we started recording but it feels like the world is moving on and not remembering us back here who have kids that get, when they have to leave daycare, they are out for, it's not 10 days, it's 11 days. Like day zero is still a day. Um, and that's once they get positive, like if they had an exposure, so it's actually more like 15 days because they're waiting, testing. Um, it's a lot, it's a lot to have, to have to juggle. And, it's been really interesting too talking to people who had like a newborn at the beginning of the pandemic or were pregnant because they have didn't experience what we experienced in March 2020. But now enough time has passed that they are this month experiencing like exactly what I experienced because I had a two year old then and now they have a two year old. Right. Um, yeah, and everyone it, it seems to be like the consensus the consensus among parents this past month has been it's like we're back in March 2020. Yeah. And what's wild, were you the one telling me this? No, who was telling me this? They were on a Zoom call with um, something for work. Oh, this was somebody else telling me this. She was on a Zoom call for work and she just happened to be with just like some like older man um, employee, just the two of them for a few minutes before other people logged in. And he asked her about what was going on with her. And she told him like what we, me and you are living and experiencing with our kids home all the time. And he was like, oh, like there are, there are like huge, huge, huge portions of the population that have no idea that we're still in March, 2020. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so they have no idea. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know how you don't, I guess you just don't read. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> or you just don't, those articles probably don't pop up on your feed. Like the algorithm doesn't right. show you those. The algorithm is real. Yeah. Yeah. You're just reading about how we have to start being, this is our new normal and we've got to start living with the virus. And it's only a five day quarantine, which is absolute crap because it's not a five day quarantine for us. Yeah, yeah. For unvaccinated under five-year-olds. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. But yeah. I do know there are older parents who are, you know, completely out of practice of being parents of young kids. They do carry that empathy and that awareness of like, this must be really hard for like, how are the parents of young kids doing? Yeah. That's <laughs> like, nice. This sucks. I can't imagine doing this with a three-year-old. So there, there are people out there. So it's just, yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. I saw and somebody... If- Oh, go ahead. This is, I'm so sorry, Beth. This is why we need to talk about this more. Like people do mm-hmm. need to know <laughs> this mm-hmm. is real life for so many people. What yeah. <laughs> oh no, I just saw, so I don't know if I talked to you before about, um, Lori, uh, why is her last name escaping me? She, um, her business is mindful return. So she helps you return from maternity or paternity leave to a corporate job. Yeah. She's great. Um, oh. and she put something out there the other day. Well, first she put something out there. She wrote it. She wrote an email saying, I'm crying uncle. Like I just can't put my newsletter together this week for you. And then I guess she got a lot of great feedback and wrote a blog about that, which I haven't read yet. Cause you know, the band, no bandwidth. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. But she posted something the other day on Instagram that was saying like, we need to advocate for ourselves and make people be aware that this is going on with parents of young kids. Um, and maybe she's got resources for how to do that. Somebody somewhere posted about resources for how to do that. Um, but you know what, now I'm circling back to your Instagram and I really appreciated and enjoyed you read an article for all of us and then highlighted and underlined the parts that mattered. Cause I read that and now I don't have to spend 20 minutes reading the article. <laughs> It was so helpful. I love that you, I love that you loved that. <laughs> I was like, 
I'm, I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but there's an instinct <laughs> to just like highlight. I mean, it was all important. Like if you saw, right? Like, yeah. it was like an art project. Cause I was like <laughs> highlighting everything in this article, but I was like, just something in me just knew to do this. Cause I was like, I don't think I would click on the article. If Beth shared this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just kind of want to know the hot take. So yeah. I just love that you then gave me that, that confirmation. Oh my God. Yes. Like, that was amazing. And then I put it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, then I put out my stories and people loved it. So yes. oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Explain what the article was. It was the article from the Atlantic called the absurdity of parenting in, in the pandemic in 2022 or something like, oh boy, no. should I, should I pull it up to make sure I have the, well, you talk and I pull it up. You tell us about it. Okay. Tell us what it's So about. I'm also visual. So I'm going to pull it up too, just cause I like to okay. be helpful. Uh, yeah. So let me look at it. Sorry guys. <laughs> Um, that's okay. We all appreciate you taking the time to look at it because none of us will. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, COVID <laughs> parenting has passed the point of, of absurdity. It's an article written by Melinda Wenner Moyer, um, and it was in the Atlantic. And um, so my colleague and very good friend, Heather Davidson, who does not have kids, um, she, I don't know why that was important to mention. Oh, I guess mm. because it's important because she's always, she's still super in tune. Empathetic, like, she, yeah. Just, oh my God, so empathetic. Um I mean, it helps that she's a therapist, but she, but she's like, I can't imagine (laughs) how it is over there for you. So she said, she's always sending me these articles and she was like, this would be a good one to put up. And she was absolutely right. So I started to read it. And as I started to read it and process it and then highlight it for all us, um, all all fellow moms out there, I was getting what I call an anger headache. I was getting Mm. so angry at this super right on, um, article. And so it was, so it opens up with uh, a group of 20 mothers in Boston met up outside a local high school and like, no, it wasn't for a book club. No, it wasn't for like wine mm-hmm. night. It was to just yell into like the open <laughs> abyss of like a mm-hmm. concrete parking lot. Like, Wait, let me, let me interrupt you for a second. I want to talk about the article, but I forgot to mention my saga yes. of the last month. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Friday. So I brought them to back to daycare the Thursday before we knew that I was getting COVID that Friday morning. I drove them cause it was cold or something. I forget. And I was taking a left and I had to get over immediately to the right to take a right. And there was a truck in the way. So I, Oh yeah. I left you a voicemail about it. <laughs> there was, <laughs> there was, a I was truck. like, why do I know this? <laughs> So there was a truck in the way, so I couldn't get over, which meant I was going to have to do like a huge, you know, one-way streets in the city. I was going to do a huge roundabout to get to daycare. And I let out this guttural scream, like hurt my throat with this scream in the car. So I did it, not in a field full of other parents, which might be really therapeutic. And not in this like mindful, intentional, like I'm going to like, I just did it. It just happened. And then, and then it made the baby stop crying. He always cries in the car. And then my, my daughter was like, mommy, you made Andre scared. (laughs) And then I felt terrible, but anyway, cries out of him. Yeah. And then I thought that the guttural scream was why my throat hurt, which is another reason I didn't think it was COVID. But anyway, (laughs) Carry on back to this article. <laughs> no, but uh, we can, do you want to stay on that for a minute? Cause I, I don't no. know if we like finished processing, but okay. I do want to come back. Okay. Because Let's I do your article. That, okay. Cause I think the processing of that is real. Um, mm. and none of us are getting time to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the article is just about, um, just overtired, overrun, unseen, pissed off parents, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. uh, so it's, a, it's about the impact and the hit that it's taking on them. And then 
just highlighting all of the really the symptoms and the situation of what's going on. So I'll just, I guess I'll highlight the highlight. Yes. Um, so the things that like grabbed me the most, right. Um, I knew that we all needed to come together and to support each other in our rage resistant and resistance and disappointment. Um, the, here are some factors of, of how it's, it's bad for everybody, but it's worse for some more than others. Mm. We have different access to support, different senses of what's best for our kids, mm -hmm. different convictions, but the burden has fallen on all of us. Our mm -hmm. mental health is taking a serious hit. And this is the most important part. 70% of moms is based on a study from Indiana university. 70% uh, of moms and 54% of dads are feeling overwhelmed and stressed. Uh, that about half of parents are feeling depressed and hopeless. Fewer than 15% of mothers and 25% of father, fathers are getting enough sleep. Like, duh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. Um, those are some big ones. And then the contradictions that, and I think that's taking a toll on our sanity, our mental health, right? We're told it's safe to send our kids to school. Even as we watch school COVID numbers rise, we're told mm -hmm. to get vaccinated, but the vaccines won't prevent us from getting infected. We're told to wear masks, but the Omicron is so contagious, they might not protect us. And then not to, that what they don't add in here, right? Is like, we're told to get new masks and then you can't find any. Yep. <laughs> and yep. then, and then five days later, or Two weeks later, you're getting emails from your kid's school. This is me, by the way. You're mm -hmm. getting emails from your kid's school that heads up, we're going to make masks optional. But 10 days ago, we were just told to upgrade. N95s. Yeah. So how do we go from your cloth masks are not acceptable to we're good? Yeah. Uh, so, so a lot of the contradiction, um, uh, the fact that there's no paid family leave, um, oh, that there was a paid family leave mandate. And that expired back at the end of 2020 and that there's been nothing to replace it. There's, there's no help coming. Um, and then the one, the thing I like, I put in arrows, like, like a crazy person. Um, this writer goes on to say, we can't make this work. That's the thing. That's why moms are choosing to spend their nights, their precious moments of child-free time before the next endless day begins screaming in the, into the darkness. We can't do this. It isn't fair. It isn't sustainable. And then we do it anyway. Yep. That was the part that hit me the most. Like, that part, right? I just got chills. We I remember it. you do like how many times during this pandemic have you had the thought, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. And then you keep doing it. Yeah. Or like, I'll, I'll look at Luke and I'll say like, I'm so angry or this isn't fair or we, you know, we need a day off or we need, and then I do it anyway. Yep. Yeah. There is no time. And then, especially when you get hit too, like nobody, you, so you tried to send me the, you know, the food order, but what we really need, which was amazing, but like, what we really needed is like someone to take care of the kids so we could sleep and you can't, you know, like you can't, right. not in this, not right. in this. So, and so every day like it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, I can't like, yes, yeah, so many times I can't keep going. And then you keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So if I were your therapist, <laughs> if, uh, if you were my client, I'll do yes. that. If you're my client, I would then be saying, okay, so I completely understand you've taken numerous hits this week, this month, mm -hmm. uh, like, especially professionally. However, where are you going to take time off to recover from this month? Like I, if you were my client, That's I would a good be question. Like, let's make a plan of where you can cut things 
and cut corners and maybe benefit, uh, benefit from the fact your kids are back in daycare and like, just take a day. Yeah. At least a day, like recover yeah. from trying to recover. Right. Right. Um, that's a good question. And you know, what's funny is I'm coming off of that, but I'm also coming off of an extended maternity leave where I was kind of working, but it's not really having very much childcare, but a little bit. So it's been me recovering from having a baby also and having, you know, a second kid. And so there's been no, there's been no room to breathe. There's been no, no break. Uh-uh. No. And, um, yeah. And same for my husband. Like, that's the crazy part. Cause like he had his, he was on crutches. The day he comes off crutches is when I go down and then he has to get up and help. So like, we're both. So that's why last night I was like in bed, I was like, are you okay? Am I okay? Like what, yeah, is this, okay. what happened? You know, yeah. like what? And then both of us admitted to each other that we were just in go mode. Like when we were the responsible one, we like uh, the, the default one, we just like did. Mm-hmm. Um, so good question about, it. I mean, I did schedule acupuncture for today, but more, I feel like that's good, but also more because my body is in a lot of pain from holding my baby on my hip for, you know, whole day, every day. Um, still really good. I'm glad you're yeah. doing that. And then the funny thing is like, even when you take a day, so even when you're like, okay, I'm not going to work on work today. I'm just going to mm-hmm. do like house things. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to run errands. Like I have stuff to return to TJ Maxx from a month and a half ago. Yeah. Normal stuff. Um, yeah. But even yeah. that's exhausting. Like, yeah. So good it, point. Yeah. It, and it is exhausting. exhausting. So that's not a day off. Yeah. Right? Like that's a day to get some things organized, which will help your sense of sanity. And, yeah. and that, that's helping a component of your mental health. Right. That's not rest. Right. So like, if we look at it as a pie, that's just a piece of the pie. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to say is, okay. So I can't, I literally cannot count the number of times my husband and I, my husband and I were like, okay, on this date, you take a day off work or he's taken, he took three different weeks off work that turned into not time off. Like he had to like do a million family things, pandemic uh-huh. things, whatever. So, but we keep on saying like, okay, on this day, we are going to do nothing. We're just going to relax. Right. And only one time project. Yes. Nothing. And there was one day I can remember that it actually worked out and we like even separated. I can't remember what I did. But of course I can't. Oh, I went, um, I went shopping, but like fun shopping. And he went, um, to get a mani pedi and a massage. And at the end of it, it, we were both like, wow, I feel rejuvenated. Like that was nice. Um, and it happened once, but I think what I'm going to do is like, even if my plan is to work, like I should do it soon. You're telling me to do it soon. So I will like this afternoon, I was going to, I was going to do work. Maybe this after I was going to go to the grocery store maybe I'll push that off till tomorrow. And just after acupuncture do literally nothing all day. That's not even a whole day. I need a whole day, but the next time what I'm going to do is not put it off. Like the next time that it's possible, I'm going to take it. I don't know. I, love I don't know. That, like, I love that you're like <laughs> talking and working through it. Like I could just say you're, you're solving the math for yourself. I'm like, she knows. I don't need to have to explain well, it. I know what I, I'm not a therapist, but I know what I tell my clients and it's like, you need, you know, you're like, wait, that's not a whole day. Wait, that's not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good start. Just don't totally like it's prereq. Like don't yeah. totally count it. Like maybe just still allow it. Yeah. Well, you know what I tell my clients a lot and, and you maybe would agree with this or maybe not, but is, <laughs> is it, so like what I, we, what I talk about is diet and exercise. And I talk about how like, there's not always time to do a full exercise class or a routine, but you can do little things that at least help. And like, sometimes you can do the whole big thing and it's wonderful but doing little things at least gets you in this mode. So when you've got the time to do more, you're already rolling. Like I always, my analogy is 
Um, if you're on a bicycle and you want to stop at a stop sign and you stop and you have to restart, it's harder than if you slowly rolled through, then you just go faster sooner. And so if I can like give myself little breaks now, then maybe it'll be easier to unwind when I get that full day. Um, Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I I think so. But I also think it's good to schedule it. So if you're like, you know what, I'm going to take the rest of the day. And in this rest of the day, I'm going to look in my calendar. One thing I'm going to get out of it is I'm going to look at my calendar and I'm going to pick a full day. Oh, you're good. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's a, a mental block for me is um, as somebody that teaches people how to feel healthier and feel better, I don't take enough break for myself. Do you take enough break oh, for, for yourself? Sure. Yeah. It's easier to help others than to listen. I mean, if my clients are listening, absolutely, I take time for myself. <laughs> <laughs> She's nodding her head no as she says that. <laughs> I'm giving thumbs down. I'm um. No. And then we're getting, I'm like, now we're opening a whole new topic, right? Like what is enough time for yourself? I mean, I I mean, full out honesty in the time of COVID going into year three. No, no, I'm not taking enough time for myself. Yeah. I am like, I am in survival mode straight Mm -hmm. up. I -hmm. I own it. I normalize it. Um, like I normalize in a way of of like, it's, it's not okay, but it's Mm -hmm. just what's happening right now. So no, um, I allow rest, And then I just don't beat myself up for it. So like my body chooses it. So there are times where I kind of just go like a little paralysis or just a little lit, right? Like you you sit down for one thing and then you're like, I've just been on TikTok for 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. I just kind of like, I just zoned out for a little bit with like nothing to show for. And, and what I do with it now is I just, I just don't shame myself. I just, okay, my body chose that. It's not the most like nourishing thing either. Right. If you're like zoning out on your phone, um, mm-hmm. but, or if I just like kind of sit and I, and I don't get up for a little bit, I, I, again, I just, I just don't make it like a moral thing. I'm like, Oh, yeah. I'm such a parent. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm yeah, I did that. my favorite word earlier. I'm slogging along. <laughs> you said something about yeah. slogging. I'm like, oh, that's so, you know how for a while it was the word that we were all languishing. Oh like yeah. Big like identifiable yeah. word. And I'm like slogging is so my jam right slogging, now. Slogging, you're just getting through army crawling our way through this. Right. Yeah. Slogging through this slushy snow. You're slogging through this world right now. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. um, wait, I just thought of two things. One is this is actually a, a refresh client. We have a group call once a week with our, with my members and she brought this up. Some motivational speaker came to her job and talked about activities that are, I'm going to get the words wrong. I'm going to look it up. Activities that are either renewing versus no, mm-hmm. no, relaxing versus nourishing. Hold on. I'm going to find it. Um, the other thing I was going to say while I look for it is um, one thing I also say to my refresh clients, which I'm going to say to you, even though you're the therapist, is um, the advice you give to other people. Like if you're feeling really excited about that advice, like when I, when, with them, it's like if they're telling them an idea for dinner, an idea for how to like get the snacks ready better or how to like get themselves moving. But for you, it's about how to find time to relax. Um if you're giving advice and you're feeling really excited about the advice you're giving, then maybe it would work for you on yourself. So oh, if you feel good about telling someone, so if you're telling me to book a time for myself, I'm telling you to book a time for yourself. Oh, oh, hundred um, percent. And I will absolutely do that. I, and I think one thing I do right now, I do less time for myself, but I do things for myself. If that makes, mm. and it, maybe that's the same thing because you're taking time to do the things, yeah. but I just try to do things that bring me a little joy, even in the smallest thing. So it's okay. like I found a new coffee drink that I like. I just, allow myself. um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm like a basic oatmeal bitch right now. Like just that's oat, oat milk, uh-huh. like 
I'm into the, yeah, I'm in the oh, yeah. drink. Right oh now. yeah. I got, I got into that hard. All right. Here's the quote. Um, it's distinguishing between the things that give you comfort and the things that give you renewal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could be an entire episode. So we could. TikTok is totally comfort. There's yeah. nothing renewing or replenishing mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all about it. Um, absolutely. But going on a, as I like to call them, a mental health walk with or without a dog, because a dog, sometimes he just, uh, he just slows me down because he wants yeah. to sniff. Mm-hmm. But like just going out on a walk, being under the sun, totally renewing, yeah. uh, taking my kids for sledding the other day. We, uh, my sister found this hill near us and, um, uh, a client canceled. And I was like, ah, I don't technically do things with my kids. I don't do outings <laughs> with my kids on like a weekday before I work at night. Um, but I was like, eh, like the snow's going to melt, like, you know, YOLO, yeah. let's go. Mm-hmm. So we went and I was just so mindful and I'm like, is this getting older or is this just like someone surviving, a, you know, a therapist surviving in COVID mm-hmm. I was on the Hill and I was so mindful of like the sun shining down on us and like hitting my face and the fresh air and the fresh snow mm-hmm. and all of that was so good and like yeah. filling my mental health cup so yeah. much. Um, so those are the things I'm trying to be just more mindful of and trying to make time for and, and, and do. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. outdoors make a big difference. Like even sitting in a sunny window, if it's too cold to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband was reading, it was very sweet this morning. He read a story to the kids before daycare. Oh. And in one of the pages, there was a girl laying on the grass, looking at the clouds go by. And like, I can remember what that feels like, but do I ever do it? No. Yeah. Could I do it when it's a little warmer out? Just like sit on my porch and just stare at the sky for 10 minutes, like during a work break. Sure. Right. So that's a good call. Renewing. Yeah. Um, as for making time, one thing I'm, I'm working on right now, I'm planning in my head and, and, and this will be another conversation because like, when is the end of COVID? Right. Mm. But I plan in my head that like, I know when when we get out of our version of this, whatever mm-hmm. the getting out of it is, <laughs> that like we as a family and me as myself will have to take some time, just like sit and like look back and like what the fuck just happened. Yeah, like, I know. Seriously. Like there is gonna be like a lot of processing and a lot of sitting that like I know, like I think we all need to be doing, but like I know, yeah. you know, someone who wants to work on it, like I will have to do that. Um, so it looked like, you know, family vacations as well as just mm-hmm. like just me stopping and like letting everybody else go. Yeah. Um, Which is hard to do. Cause it's hard. I mean, you notice that none of us even fully stopped during COVID. So how are we going to stop when life is back and running fast? Excellent point. It already is, you know, excellent point. Right. If we couldn't do it, we couldn't do it in a life or de- death situation. Yeah. Right? We couldn't do it when like people in power were saying, telling us to stay home. Yeah. You know, however, I say that, and now I'm going to contradict myself and say, we weren't, we were busier than we've ever been during that time. Like somebody else might've been home alone and had time to reflect and think, but we were taking care of tiny humans by ourselves with zero help and zero community because we couldn't. Right. So, right. Even if we had a community, even if we had one, it can't come in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a really good point. I think I keep telling myself today supposedly is the kids are back in daycare and now it's going to last quote, you know, knock on wood, all the wood. Um, but now I've got time to start to clear my brain maybe, you know, (laughs) but I think your, your point that you've been making is be very intentional about setting a time to think about 
what you're going to do and book, like schedule it out, schedule your time to reflect, schedule your time to take time for yourself. Yeah. Schedule your time to schedule your time to do it. Yeah. And I'm a really, I'm glad you went back to that. So I'm a really big fan of, because, you know, your work is very similar to mine, right? There's, Mm -hmm. there's face-to-face, there's, there's client work, right? Mm -hmm. There's the engaging and working with a human being and talking to them. And then there's when you, I guess not just when you're self-employed, but there's the back end stuff. There's the admin stuff. There's the, the oh, yeah. studying, the writing, the all of right, all, yep. all the things that are just non-talky talky. Yep. Um, I try to I try to set those up. I, I basically I I try to like set time and compartments for those. Yeah. So there are days where I do client work mm-hmm. and then there are days where I do the back end, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I find that like really helpful to like like Wednesdays, I don't see clients. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Really nice day to just kind of like recharge. Like, and I still work, right? I still, yeah. I think I do want, I supervise somebody. So I see her for an hour on zoom and I supervise her and we're talking about her clients though, you know, mm. and I'm just kind of guiding her through her work. And then I do some, some other stuff. I do some networking. I, I write, mm. I write and whatever. Um, and it's just a really nice day to like shift my focus. Yeah. Uh, reset from like just the human interaction that I've been doing with clients. Yeah. Um, and I try to do that stuff when the kids aren't home. And then when they're home, I try to put that all behind me yeah. and then be present. I think that was the one thing that I've been trying to work on. That's been the most helpful is, is not trying to like have my foot in both pools at the same, At the same time. exact time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So real. And, and that's the privilege of having kids in school and daycare, right? Yeah. If like, Right. If they're not, if they're home, what are you going to do? Yeah. If you're home, what are you going to do? Um, I know it's very, very difficult. I'm just thinking of um, my accountant who runs her own business, who told me that at one point her daughter said, mommy, why are you always working? So she started to um, not like, she, if she was pulling into the driveway, she would not get out of her car to go into the house to see the kids until she finished whatever she was working on. Um, so keeping that separate, but, but how do you keep it separate when you're home all the time? And you don't want to do it after bedtime because whatever reason and yeah. So, so, and so to all the moms out there who have young kids at home, for whatever reason, you, you don't have them in a school, a school setting or daycare setting right now. And you are having to have your foot in both pools. You are having to take the calls while they're home. It gets better. (laughs) They will eventually leave your house. You'll eventually be in some kind of school. Um, Your situation will change. And I'm telling you, your mental health is taking a hit right now and it won't forever. Yeah. I know that's the one thing to remember is it's never forever, right? Like it's going to change. That's the one constant. Everything changes. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, we could wrap up for today. I, um, this was fun. I feel like, so for, we're going to talk about this for like 10 episodes. We really could. For any for anybody still listening, um, Amy and I are putting this episode out there in the world now because it's timely, but we are working hard on connecting with each other consistently, which is a challenge, as you just heard us talk about, um, to record a lot of podcast episodes um, of the two of us talking from our various wellness um, backgrounds, yeah. mental health and physical health, um, and our life backgrounds of being parents of young kids. And we're planning to bring you a full podcast series called the mother shit. Um, I think I should post this one on my, on my channel. And then we can also post it on the mother shit um, just to let you guys kind of get a feel for us and let us know if there's topics you want to hear about. Um, yeah. And uh, this is just a little sneak peek into the person, our personalities, I think. Yeah. And hopefully this made you feel better and not alone. 
Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then because I'm very action oriented with my clients, I'm going to tell you all to take action right now and schedule a block in your calendar to then make a plan for when you're going to schedule time for yourself. Why don't we all log off from this, from this call, from this <laughs> podcast and yes. look at our schedules and make a day. And I would yes. say in the next I'm, I'm, I'm a very kind therapist. I always like, I'm very feasible. And this is why you and I are like yep. each other so much. Cause we're both very feasible. We're all about feasibility. It has to be. Yep. In the next two to two to four weeks tops, I would say, right. What, what do you think? Mm. Beth? Yeah, no, I think that's good. Um, definitely. Cause the, if you put it off too long, you're going to forget about it. Um, yep. but that gives you a window to say, Oh, I can't this week. It's a crazy week. And then let us know, we are going to put something in the show notes about some kind of place that we're going to have a community. I don't know if we'll do Facebook or WhatsApp or whatever. Um, but we're going to have a community. And so you can let us know in there what you do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm going to hit end on the recording. Thanks for listening. Bye. All right. Thank you so much for listening. That was an incredibly cathartic episode for me to record with Amy. Um, and I'm really looking forward and I hope you're looking forward to our new podcast called The Mother Shit, uh, where we are going to discuss the challenges and solutions that we maybe are going to coach each other on. Um, and we'd love to hear from you, your feedback. I'm going to post something in the show notes below where you can find out more information about when our podcast comes out and stay tuned for more episodes coming from me. I'm back. I finally think that I have long-term childcare. Um, so I look forward to putting some more stuff here on this channel. So if you like it, uh, click subscribe, uh, share with, share that link with your friends, help us help you and uh, go out there and do what we said in this episode. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. And now we are done. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, and if, if you have been thinking to yourself while listening to these episodes, preach Beth is saying exactly what I'm thinking, but the problem is I know what to do. It's actually doing it. That is the issue. Then I would like to suggest that you pop right into my show notes right now and click on sign me up for the next free mini challenge um, and get into one of my free series, my little free challenges that I do where I will poke you and prompt you to do the things that you know you should be doing, but you just need help actually doing them. I'm going to leave you with one thought today. Uh, right now, I want you to pause and think of one thing that you can do that will move you closer to achieving your health goal. Don't think, just do it. And it might be signing up for one of the mini challenges in my show notes. Uh, and it might be the step you need to take to start feeling good, energized, and in control of your wellness. So thanks for listening. Enjoy whatever thing you decide to do today to bring you one step healthier, and I will see you in the next episode.